Well, howdy, y'all. It's about time you get down to River Dog Bakery and get some of those gourmet dog treats for your best friend. River Dog Bakery makes high-quality, fresh-baked dog treats containing human food-grade, all-natural ingredients. They don't use additives, preservatives, artificial colorings, or flavors. So go show your furry little friend how much you love them and get them a little something from River Dog Bakery. Go see their storefront in Knoxville right across the street from Hamburg Place. You can also go to riverdogbakery.com, place an order, and get free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. Riverdog Bakery is where your best friends go for treats. This episode is also brought to you by Cosmetic CBD Skincare Products. Cosmetic Hemp Pain Cream helps ease aches, pains, inflammation, and arthritis with their proprietary CBD-infused skincare solutions. Each bottle of Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream is infused with 400 milligrams of their patented water-soluble CBD solution. Be kind to your skin and go to Cosmedicated.com, that's C-A-U-S-E, Medicated.com, and use promo code SOS20, that's SOS20. Use it at checkout, get 20% off of your entire order. All right, podcast time. Welcome in, team. How we doing? South of Scruffy Podcast. I am Ben Fields. This is my podcast. Thank you for being here. I uh, talk to people here. I talk to TV people. I talk to music people, regular people. Today on the show is uh, one of this podcast's favorite people, Rebecca Ridner. Uh, this is Rebecca's second time on the show. Uh, the first time Rebecca was on the show uh, was episode number two, the second one ever. And uh, it went well. And uh, it went really well. And so uh, a few weeks back, a couple of listeners had uh, brought it to our attention that at the end of our conversation in our first chat, we had uh, promised to come back together in one year and uh, get an update from Rebecca as she was going through some pretty big changes in her life and wanted to see how those panned out. What a year to do that. Uh, but I, I I feel like I need to preface this episode by saying that last time Rebecca was here, it, it got pretty personal. And uh, the next day, and I may have mentioned this on the on the last podcast, but Rebecca texted me the next day and said that she had a bit of a vulnerability hangover after our uh, chat. And I said, we don't have to post the episode if you don't want to. And uh, she said, you know, if I said it on the podcast, then I meant it and it's the truth and it should go out there. And I thought that was so cool at the time that she, uh, even though it made her uncomfortable, that she still wanted to get it out there. And uh, it turned out to be one of the best received podcasts that we've done here. So Kudos to her. But I got to say that in this episode, uh, I feel like the tables were turned a little bit. And I feel like Rebecca put uh, me in a little bit of a vulnerable uh, place and an uncomfortable space uh, in our chat. And I'm not used to having the mic uh, turned on me like that during these things. I try to always keep it about the guests and keep it about them more than about me. So uh, it was an interesting chat. And uh, I hope you guys like it. And go back and check out uh, Rebecca's first episode that she did, episode number two, South of Scruffy. And uh, yeah, check that out. And if you guys uh, enjoy what we're doing here and want to support the podcast, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash South of Scruffy. Our Patreon community keeps it going here and uh, love it for you to for you guys to get involved over there. Help us out. All right. Here it is. Me and Rebecca Ridner. We're doing the podcast. Somebody texted me and said, uh, "said you and Rebecca promised you'd do another one in a year, so held us to it. Here we are. It's been a year, too, hasn't it? Oh, cool. 
that was right before we did a job together. We went to Atlanta right after that and shot a Food Network gig that you art directed. It was a Super Bowl commercial, I think. Yeah. Well, Charity was, I, I helped Charity out, but oh, she was the did? art director on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the last like real shoot I remember doing too, because it all went COVID crazy right, right after that. Well, we were actually in Maine. Oh, when, I forgot about when that. When everything started shutting down. Yeah, we were shooting a we were shooting a sizzle reel in Maine. Yeah, for going to see a bunch of psychics. Yeah, so yeah, we were shooting American Psychic, which I was being the host on for the yeah. sizzle and in Maine. And I mean, so like the beginning of last year, like so when I was on the podcast last time. I said. And, you know, I was just in this great space. Everything was like flowing, glowing. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be my year. It's all amazing. And I even said, which, you know, like I shouldn't have said this, but I'm like, I just feel invincible. And um, <laughs> I feel like the universe is like, oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> like, let's see what can happen now. Mm-hmm. So, twenty, you know, 2020 steps in. And even like American Psychic, like all that stuff was like heading in this cool direction. Like, okay, yeah. there's, I'm going to get a host this show and we're making a sizzle about something. And um, it's something that, you know, I was thought was a cool concept of traveling around visits, visiting psychics. So we're up in Maine yeah. filming the sizzle when the world shuts down. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember uh, we were driving to the airport. It was me and Jill, yeah. tenant, and the three of us were on our way to the airport. It was like five in the morning. And it was, it had all just, it, it, it had all just gotten real. Like the COVID right. stuff had just gotten real. And we were talking about it in the car. We're like, what's going on? Are we like, going to be able to make it? Yeah. Gonna- or is this just like the <laughs> flu? You know, everybody's still in this kind of like, what is this thing? And then while we were up there, we were up there for almost a week. We were in Portland, Maine for like four or five days, I yeah. think maybe, yeah, five days yeah. or so. And uh, it started just rolling in. Seattle's shutting down. Yeah. And then now it's starting to feel real. Everything's starting to, you know, close in. The circle's getting closed. And then uh, flying back from Maine, from Portland, Maine, into Knoxville, we flew through LaGuardia. And LaGuardia, I've flown through that place 50 times, and it was a ghost town. Yeah, it was crazy. It was (laughs) crazy. It was just like nobody there at all. We sat at a restaurant by ourselves, and everybody was like, what are y'all even doing? Yeah, even the plane was like nobody was on the plane on the back. I think that's when it really started to hit me. Like the beginning of March. Yeah, and then we came back, and while we were gone, everybody had cleared out all the shelves on on the stores and everything. We're selling toilet paper for $20 a roll. Yeah, we had been kind of a little bit of a bubble up there. You know, yeah. like Maine, I think, had one case at the time while yeah, we were there. Exactly. And so um, feeling a little bit like removed from reality and then coming back to, oh, shit, like what what is happening? The world is shutting down while, yeah. while we're gone. Do you, do you remember that guy that overdosed and died on our floor in Maine when we were there? Do you <laughs> remember that? I forgot about that. <laughs> is that not crazy? <laughs> we crazy. were on our way back from lunch and we're walking back to our hotel and like 10 fire trucks descend on our hotel and they just park in the street and ambulances and the paramedics are walking yeah. upstairs and like we're just going back for lunch like charge batteries and you know do stuff before we go and shoot in the afternoon and we get up to the we get up to the floor and the paramedics are walking back towards the elevator and they're like no he's gone we're like what the hell happened and we talked to the people at the hotel they're like yeah some guy it was on our floor it was on too. our floor yeah. it, was, it was like five doors down <laughs> yeah. some dude overdosed and died and uh, the maids found him when they went to check him out at two o'clock, clean out his room. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. 
And that was- I, I totally forgot about that. That was the least you, crazy thing probably happening in the, in the midst of that like COVID trip, <laughs> the world shutting down. Yeah. What was, so that show, American Psychic, you went and visited a bunch of psychics. In yeah. May, so right? we brought Jill with us, yeah. you know, to to get readings from three different psychics. And, um, and it was pretty fascinating. She never had a reading before. Like I've had- some psychic experience. You used to live with a psychic. So yeah. like maybe we were familiar with these, yeah. these, um, areas. Um, but it was, it was pretty fascinating to see like how each of them read her and the different things they said and the similar things they said. And, um, I actually hung out with Jill last week and she even brought it up. Like some of the things that Marion, one of the psychics told her there. So, yeah. So the whole concept was cool. Not the best year for a travel show to get picked up, I right. think, with COVID and everything. Did but any of the psychic stuff come true? That that the, She got a dog. Remember they kept talking about a yeah. dog? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's the power of persuasion, <laughs> too. Like if somebody, if, if, if a psychic tells you you're going to get a dog and then, you know, six months later you get a dog, like maybe they had something to do with it. Well, I think... Okay, so I got a reading from that. Remember the one lady that we went in, um, and maybe this is a power of persuasion again, but like, remember the one lady that we just walked in on the sh- off the street yeah. that wasn't part of the show? No, she had like the psychic readings, tarot yeah, cards, $5 thing. she had the, the neon sign up. By appointment only. And she was like probably one of the, you know, most accurate late people. And like we just really? all, yeah, I, you're like, I think you're the only one that didn't get a reading. I did not get a reading. <laughs> but everyone else in the crew got a reading. Yeah. And, um, one of the things she said, it's going to be super frustrating for you because your career won't won't do that well this year as you as you want it to be. And um, I was like, oh, I'm not going to listen to that. that that's that's not going to be the like, thing. It, of course, then we come back and, you know, it all and the world's apart. like sh- shutting down and it's, everything's a mess. Um but at the time, I'm like, well, we're filming the show and it's like, it's going to be the, everything's everything's moving and taking off. It's going to be great. Um, but But with Jill... And I think with psychics, it's just, I mean, one, they're reading the energy, current energy. So, like, you can either choose to do the things that they're mm. telling you to, and they, you can choose to, like, so I even think, like, as that she was going on, like, her energy was different by the time she got to, like, one psychic than the first one. Because, Jill's was? Yeah, because, like, if somebody tells you something, then you're already in a different energy in a different sure. space where you're, like, you're encouraged in that and space. And so you're moving forward. Thing. So then they're reading, like— a different energy and different space. So, and then you can just choose what you do with it. Either you can move forward in that space or you can move forward in in a different space. I don't think that our future is, this is my, is set in stone. Like I think we, it can, I think they just read the current energy. Yeah. I I think it, I don't know. I, I think it's more appropriate to call them highly intuitive than it is maybe. Well, what's the difference? And I don't you just know. don't like the word psychic. I, I don't like the word psychic. I, I I think it has weird connotations. I actually agree. I with the um the name American Psychic with the TV show. I tried to get them to change it really to something else because because I think psychic has people are opposed to that word. Yeah, they have but, a yeah they have a, a a reaction to it. Yeah, and it can be positive or it can be negative. But it, it you know it seems it it's almost you know it's it, it it's almost a a word that is pie in the sky or, or just kind of makes you seem like you're easily gullible or something like that. If you <laughs> listen to one and you believe in one, but that's not, I think what they really are selling. Like they may use it uh, to market themselves, but I think what they are is just highly intuitive people that can read your energy and read what you need to hear more so than they are future tellers. Yeah. And then the, the, likewise, I think it's just like if you continue in this 
energy that you are right now, this is how things will mm. can play out. Yeah. But it, it may or may not, but it's like this is this is the way that energy's flowing. Yes. And so but then if you try to make a different decision, mm-hmm. then the energy is going to be different. Then. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. What was the uh, kind of the premise of the show? You I were mean, the host, right? Yeah. I guess it was supposed to be like um, the show Diners, Drives, and yeah. Dives. Yeah, something like that. Um, so like where you just go to three different ones and yeah. just basically you're just seeing like – are there good psychics? Are there bad psychics? Are there, you know, like, and I think like with any profession, there's going to be people that are really good at their job and people yeah. that aren't as good at their job. And so just to kind of see how it goes, have some kind of like maybe transformation in that space, especially somebody that's never been to one before. And if they're reading something that is close to you, because I think like, I mean, I've had quite a few readings from intuitives or psychics or whatever. And there's times where like, they can hit you in this space where like, it's like they're reading your soul and they, and it maybe it's not, they're telling you the future, but they're just maybe sh- shining a light on who you are. And it hits you in a certain way that makes you feel very known. Mm. And so, so that can be a transformative, transformative sure. space for people. Yeah. So I think that Jill did have that in that, um, in that moment, like I think with Marianne, the one that told her she's going to get a dog. I think Was she, she the one that threw the bones. No, the, 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 um, the raccoon, raccoon penis. penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she was probably the least like, um, viable, credible. She told the least like information that was like sustainable. Like, you know, like one of them was talking specifics about like someone's parents. Oh, then the, remember the last lady, like she was reading Somebody else Leslie, in the room. Somebody else, yeah. yeah. And she actually, did she read something on you too about a car, your car wreck I, or something? I, I, yeah, I remember <laughs> operating the camera and being like, oh, man, this is hurting right now. <laughs> yeah, I forget. It was a car accident or like some, yeah, I forget what it was. Yeah. It's like, I see some trees and I see you driving through some trees. So yeah. I actually think I, um, I maybe manifested that because before we went, I wrote down a list of things I wanted to happen, like yeah. why we're on the trip. And one of them was somebody off camera gets gets a reading. So yeah. then that whole last reading, I felt was horrible because I'm sitting next to Leslie off camera in the other room. And the girl's like trying to read Jill and Jill's like, no, no, <laughs> no. And, and Leslie's like, Leslie's like, like, Leslie's like <laughs> this is about my dad. He just had a heart attack. This is like everything is, is in her. And I felt so bad for the girl, the psychic girl. She was like a younger girl. And she's like, oh, oh no. (laughs) I'm like, I think I actually made this happen because I wrote it down. Now it's like (laughs) manifested in the world. good television too. But yeah, they made better television. That's why I wrote it down. (laughs) Have you seen any psychics since you got back? Oh, you know, I guess that's been a year, probably in the last year. I haven't, um, I don't, I haven't seen any in person, but I do have, uh, oh no, I was in New York. Okay. This is going to be a weird story. Okay. <laughs> um, in October. And, um, <laughs> this is a weird story. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> and, um, I'm just going to own it. I'm super weird. This is the thing. <laughs> um, this is maybe the thing I've learned this last year is just to embrace my, like, Weirdness. But so I, you know, controversially went to New York in October (laughs) just 
to go. Well, just just but, to go. <laughs> why was it controversial? <laughs> because traveling during COVID and oh, gotcha. Okay. Going to, but yeah. like, I mean, so which I mean, I used to go to New York a few times a year, and I was just really like itching to go. I had to get out of the town, do something. So I went. I'm just by myself, and um, and you know, and the city's been super traumatized, and so it's very weird and very different than it normally is, and um. But I mean, it's still like October. It was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. So I just spent like one whole day just walking around because a lot of places you can't even go inside. I mean, they I think they had just opened indoor seating and you had to like sign a waiver even to, wow. eat, to eat inside. And um, so I'm by myself. And I walked like 13 miles or something that day. Just walked around the city. Walked around this, yeah. Uh, um, mostly like West Village, like that kind of yeah. area. Um, and so like... I mean, I have my own like intuitive abilities and things and like space and like my own like world I live in in this kind of world. So I'm so I'm walking. I'm like, I mean, I really just want to find some place that I can get some good soup, that I can have a glass of wine and that I can sit down and charge my phone somewhere. And so then I start walking. I feel like turn right. So like turn right. Then I feel like turn left. Just like so magnetic left. energy. Just yeah, I can just feel like I can just follow the energy where to go and I end up with this like a t- little Italian restaurant with like these little round booths and there's like a plug right there and they had some kind of soup on the special and I got a <laughs> glass of wine. So it was like all the things, you know, and this is just like how I live my life. Like I just kind of like follow the whatever, the energy. And um, so then I leave, I'm like, okay, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, all right, just take me wherever you want to take me. Like I just tell my intuition or soul or whatever, like where do you want to do? Let's, let's go to the, let's do that. So I start feeling like walk this way, walk this way. And I get to like the like city bikes you can ride. Yeah. And I'm like, you put your credit card in, you rent, you pull a bike out of the stall. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck no, I'm not riding. You didn't do it? (laughs) No. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not prepared to ride a bike through Manhattan. Like it's just, I've seen way too many people get hit. Like, you know, on bikes. Do you know Mark Lewis? Yes. Did he get hit I, he on a bike? He about got murked crossing six. Uh, uh, we were on Second Avenue riding the bike lane. We were riding uptown Second Avenue, and he rode across on a red light. And this car just about wiped him out. And I was like, I, it was the scariest thing yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. I mean, not people I've known, but people, multiple people get hit by but, yeah. bikes. So I'm like, tell, I'm like, tell us, I'm like, mm, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. let's. Whatever, like something safer. Yeah. <laughs> so then I start like find like and I end up at this like little psychic space, and I'm like, you know, I've probably passed like 20 psychics walking around like just New York that day, walking 13 miles, and like I get to this one, and um, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like visiting a psychic. This is not what I want to do. <laughs> so I'm like arguing myself basically, <laughs> like, and I keep feeling like go in, go in, go in. So I go in. And I'm just like super impatient. I'm like, oh, there's some, she's like with somebody. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to leave. And every time I get up to leave, I feel like, just wait. Got to stay. Just wait. Just wait. There's like, there's, there's information that you need, that you need to know. Um, so finally she leaves and I sit down with her and, um, yeah, her mean, client, her client leaves. Her client leaves. And yeah. then you come and yeah, I come and sit down and, um, yeah, and now I'm like, maybe I don't want to share the stuff that she told me. <laughs> but You don't have to if you but, don't want to. But it was like, I mean, we're like friends now. You and the psychic? Uh, yeah, like you talk? We, we text, we talk, we became friends. <laughs> She's <laughs> besties, we're back on a trip together, I don't know. Is she checking up on her work? Like, hey, did this happen? 
Um, she's like super caring and super like, um, so it's more like, instead of telling me like, instead of telling me the future, I think she's telling me more like, Hey, this is the reason that you do this thing. This is mm. the way, the reason you're having this because yeah. you have this trauma from your childhood. So there's, there's the reason that you play this out in relationships. Yeah. So it was more like almost a psychic therapist, almost like she could like, uh, I mean, I, I did sit down and, and I was like. I don't know if I even told her anything, honestly. I think I just sat down and she started like telling me all this all this stuff. Um I think that's where it's very useful for me when it's less about here are the things that are gonna happen to you if you behave this way. It's it's more of identifying things that in a therapy kind of way, identifying things you already knew right. and just kind of telling you how they play out right. because they've seen it before and they've in an unbiased way taking note of it. Right. And sometimes people, sometimes it's hard to see the stuff in yourself. I mean, a lot of times yeah. it's hard to see the stuff in yourself. And so I think, um, and it was, I wasn't expecting, I think I paid her like 10 bucks or something. I don't know. And so I wasn't like expecting any like major, major thing. And, um, but it did really like in that moment shift the way I had saw my relationship. Like it just, really? it, it was the thing I needed to hear. And so, so it had real life like consequence or yeah, and it, I don't think I don't think like my soul or whatever would have like led me to some place just to get like a yeah like made me wait and like go through this try to ride a city does, bike. <laughs> does that ever get you in trouble though? Like just kind of going where the where the flow feels right. It's always right. It's always right. It's always right. It never gets you in trouble. <sighs> you're 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 better than me. Because so I, it's not, I mean, I've, I've, my baser instincts I've kick learned in. to, I mean, not all, I guess there's sometimes I can think that sometimes my intuition is really fear. And mm. so that's a very big difference thing. So I'm learning the way that like fear shows up is like, feels one way. And the way that my intuition is just feels like this, like slow, like this nudging guidance kind of thing. Sometimes it's a more of a, in my face guidance. So they're but, delineated for you. Like you can, you can tell when you're behaving mm -hmm. out of fear or, or when you're behaving out of desire or some kind of I've I've spent like so I think all everybody's life all my life you know you were we're basically taught to listen to everybody outside yourself you're listen to talk to listen to your parents listen to like listen to everybody outside of you about like who you are where you should be doing what you should and so like the last couple of years I've really tried to learn to listen to myself and mm -hmm. like really like hone that ability and hone that skill and, um, and so, I mean, I guess when you're like, is it always right? I mean, what's right and what's wrong, you know, <laughs> like it could, but yeah, it, it always leads me somewhere that feels like, okay, like now I'm at a psychic and now this thing's happened. So I'm like, was that right? I don't know. I, but it was entertaining and it was now I have a friend and, um, I got some helpful information out of it. So, but I've just like, I've learned um, that that's what works for me. Like that's the best space it. for me is just it takes to, a lot of to, trust though. You have oh, to it's so fucking hard. Like it's so hard to trust ourselves more than yeah. outside of everybody else, especially when yeah. other people are telling you something different. Yeah. So what's that? Like, do you ever have that creep in where you're like, oh man, maybe they're right. So I think like when I was talking about, I'm just owning that I'm weird. Like I really am. Like I just really like view the world a different way than I think most people do. Like I really see the, the world a different way. And I think for most of my life, I've thought like I need to, to 
function like everybody else and see that like everybody else. So it's just, it's been a lot for me. Um, and I think that's been a lot this last year, like trying to be like, there. it's like, it's not a liability. It's actually like, it's a reason that I'm here. It's like the reason, like. What's not a liability? Like the, it's, I think I've always viewed that I like viewed the world differently and like wanted to live like mm. outside the space and like yeah. understand things differently. Or it's like, it's just see the world that, I mean, and maybe everybody feels this way. Um, but I've had people be like, I don't know anybody else that views the world the way, <laughs> the way you do. Um, so I always thought that was a liability, like that right. I was just going to ruin my life if right. I, if I functioned in the way that I, that you wanted to, that I or that you felt, felt like you should. It was like my natural desire, then I would like ruin my life right. because it's so different than yeah. everybody else's. So in the last, I mean, really just in the last few months, honestly, like I've been like, oh, I'm not going to ruin my life. This is the why. This is like, there's a reason I'm this way. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not like, oh, I have to just clean myself up and get in the box and do right, the thing. Right, and, right. and, um, and, interesting. and so I'm learning right now. But it is trust, right? It's huge. It's huge trust. It's trusting yourself. I feel like people to don't myself. trust themselves that much. People, we're not don't. conditioned to trust, our, <laughs> trust ourselves. We're conditioned to trust everybody else's input, everyone else's voice, everyone else's thing. Over yeah. ourselves. I forget if we talked about the classrooms last time you were here, but that was when I when I lived with Bobby Drennan. That was one of the things that we talked about a lot was was your your classrooms and you're on this you're on this path through your life and along this path you go into certain classrooms and you have to learn something from there. You have to whether it, whether it's you know not caring what your parents think or not caring what people you don't even know think. But you got to get it and you got to right. understand and you have to learn that lesson. And then you get to move on to the next classroom, which is the next thing, you know, not caring what your boss thinks yeah. or, or, or whatever it is. But you don't get to leave until you learn the lesson. You're stuck learning the lesson until you get it. And then you're you're on to a new one. Yeah, I actually really believe that we are born knowing who we are. But then it's like the world just tells us that we don't know who we are. And then like we're constantly like, our, I mean, just out of good, like because we think this is helpful. Like our parents tell us like, this is who you should be, or this is a thing, or they are like, we pick up their fears or then society. Pick then, up your parents, your parents' fears. Yeah. Like yeah. we just like understand as kids, like what they're afraid of or like what they're trying to do. And then it just is a natural space. Um, but I think if we can go back to that, like childhood state, then we remember more like who we really are and like why we're here and like what we're, yeah. What we wanted to be doing. A beginner's mind. Like probably the best thing we can do for ourselves is not know anything, not judge yeah. anything. Let it happen. And just let ourselves be who we are, like naturally, instead of constantly like trying to shift it and tell us it's wrong. And like, I mean, if we're good at something or if we do something differently, like I really believe that there's a reason why. Like there, like that's like our natural bent, and mm. that's like the space that the universe will like open up for us because because there's a reason that you're that way. <laughs> it's not like by mistake. It's not like so. I, I think. I mean, I I think a lot of people wish they could operate in that manner. I think people care too much yeah. about what other people think. What other people think is none of your business. I'm always a big, I've always been I a big mean, it's not easy to like stop caring what people think at all. I mean, I still care what people think for sure. Um, but I've just been learning more to care what I think and like care what I feel and care what I love yeah. instead of. Um, what's been the, what's been the, the thing that you've been into most since we 
I guess we worked together last March, like in earnest. Yeah. What's it been looking like? So, I mean, this year, like I was saying, it um, hasn't quite panned out like I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to start a new business this year. I thought- um, What kind of business? I didn't even fully know. I just, that was my plan. 2020, start a new business. I'd sold the hive 2019. So I thought 2020, I was going to take some time, start a new business. And then, um, you know, it just wasn't a great year to start a new business. Like, I guess there could have been some businesses I could have started, but- um, but it just didn't pan out, you know, then I was doing, um, some, a little bit of production, then development stuff with pop biz, um, which I do really enjoy. Um, but I've still been like, kind of like trying to like find my thing, so to speak. And here's like the the hive shift. Is that kind of all my life really? But, um, so here's the interesting thing about me. Like, I think I've been like almost obsessed with like finding my thing. Cause I can like see other people and see like, okay, this is your thing. Or like, I get so excited about somebody that's like really like good at something. And, um, and so recently I actually have learned, I think my thing is seeing other people's things. Does this even make sense? Are you following me? I get, I get it, but but how does that manifest itself? Okay, so this is interesting. So, um, I mean, for a long time, I'm like, if, if I could do anything, I think this is a qu- good question to ask. If you could do anything and get right. paid for it, or, like, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And my answer was always like, well, two things. I'm like, one, I want to just get paid for being myself. That's a good like answer, is it not? Yeah. Like, yeah, and then that's the answer two, um, like, I want to be like a cheerleader basically for like people that are like artists and makers and like people are like starting businesses. Mm-hmm. Like it just nothing gets me more excited than the people like following their passion and doing their thing and like yeah. being successful at it. And I'm like, Oh, you should like, this is why you're here. Yeah. Um, but so like in that space of me always seeing other people and getting excited, I'm like, what does that look like? So, um, I was talking to a friend recently about all this and I'm like, I just, um, feel like I can, help people really I can help people like lean into these spaces and and see what they are I feel like we're having this almost like global shift from like this is one of the things that COVID is causing like this global shift from places that aren't does don't fulfill us as much like they're just going to be like super hard like the places that our souls want to be more aligned with are going to be easier to find our way to or harder no easier to find our way in that space but like we're just going to be much more uncomfortable in places that aren't aligned with our soul. Mm. And so like, you can already see it. Like some people and you like, think COVID and like isolation has something to or cause that. I think it's caused like some kind of global like thing where we've had to like look more inward mm-hmm. and more and more people are like following their passions and doing some like side projects or side hustles and maybe not right. completely like leaving their yeah. job and doing other things. But some people are like even a lot more businesses that are already opening up. Um, I mean, I was talking to Thomas Boyd over the summer and he's like, all my spaces are rented out. Like, he's like, this is a weird time for people to want to be opening businesses. But like, but I think it just made people stop and look. And, and so I think just in. People uh, had time to do that too. People had, people had to stop and reset a little bit. We were forced really. It wasn't even just like a forced reset. You hear that. And a lot of people actioned out of it and actually said, you know, this is what I've been meaning to do. I've been in the rat race. Now yeah. I don't have a chance. Now I don't have a, a choice to, to do what I've been doing. Yeah. Time to, time to really lean into the thing that I want to do. I, I feel you there. I've, I've watched some, I've watched some pretty special people open some businesses during COVID things that you wouldn't 
think what rap, uh, Zach Roskop comes to mind, uh-huh. like open yeah. bar, open, you know, the right. Knox Brew Hub during Not a COVID. great year to open a bar, nope. so especially Terrible since the city kept hospitality. shutting him down. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? He did it and he's killing it. Yeah. He, and, I love Zach. And, and he's me awesome too. with that space. Yeah. And and that's just kind of, that that to me is a microcosm of that idea yeah. of like, shit, my, my, my bread and butter's done. Like I got to do something yeah. here. What do I want to do? Let me, let me take inventory of that. Okay, here we go. And Action. I, I didn't even think the people that didn't even lose their job, but maybe they came home and it was just slower. And then suddenly like, it just, I just, I mean, this is just my own like space of feeling this, but I just feel like all those spaces that if they're not aligned with what your soul wants to do, it's just going to, feel a lot more like you're pushing up against a wall. Mm. Like it's just going to be harder. So like places you could have been in, been in before and been fine, suddenly they just feel like there's this global shift of like wanting to like realign with like why we're here and what we're wanting to do. I wonder if it has anything to do with, you know, okay, I'll go work a job that kind of sucks and then I'll come back to real life, but still be able to go out and hang out with my friends and do this kind yeah, of thing. And that'll and be the good part of my life, right? But that goes away. And now you don't have the good part of your that's life That's your anymore. whole life. Yeah. So it's like, well, I need to make this, I need to make my day-to-day a yeah. little more enjoyable. Maybe that's the... And a lot of people then were home and some people that's good. Some people it's like, you know, then they're away from people, other people. And so... um but so back to like what I was saying. So I just like there's there's a space in me that just like, even just talking about Zach, like it just lights me up. Like I yeah. just get super excited about like him doing that and I'm proud of him. And I want to be like, oh, man, man you're so, this is awesome. You're yeah. doing a great job. Like it just like I don't it just is like it just yeah. is, is who I am. And um, it's the thing that gives me goosebumps It's the thing that I get excited about. It's the thing I want to talk about. And um, I mean, even like opening the hive, like my original desire with that was like creating a space for people to yeah. have businesses in there. Yeah. And then and you could be a cheerleader. for Yeah. Them. And then it grew into um, people wanting to to do events there. And yeah. then and then a lot of people's um, businesses even came through there. Even like Brian's like, I mean, Pop Fizz, like we we rented that space, you know, to get connected with HGTV. And it's like a, that provided a lot of space, you know. Yeah. So a lot of. um People have come to me and be like, I did my first workshop there. I did my, you know, whatever. And so, like, I love that thing. So this last um, week, my, uh, I was talking to my friend about this. And she's like, you should just, like, lean into that space and just see what that looks like. And and she's like, maybe just ask, like, five people, like, um, that maybe are in, like, the this, it doesn't even really matter where you're at. But um, just ask me, like, hey, can I meet with you, have a conversation and um, just see what comes out of it. So la- last week I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that. So I asked five people if I could have coffee with them, and um, all five said yes. And some of them I told them what I was what was going on. Some of them I didn't, and I just wanted to see like what would happen. And um, and really all it is is just like looking at somebody, seeing their thing. Like I just, I mean, I, like I said, I have like some intuitive abilities, and so I'm a psychic. Yeah, it sounds very psychic to me. <laughs> I'm a psychic. I would tell you what to do, what your future holds. But um, but just sitting in that space with them and some crazy ass stuff happened like in this thing. So I met with this guy and um, he's kind of going through a space with like his marriage, all this stuff. It's, it's going off here. I'm not going to get his personal life, but like he's had this desire to pursue music for ever, yeah. for always. And um, so we met with on Tuesday on Thursday, he moves to Nashville. And for and he's like, I've been thinking about doing this for six years. And, and then like after he just the, did it. Well, yeah, like we had this conversation and I'm like, 
this is why you're here. This is why you're, like I just was able to like pump him up in the space yeah. to be like, you, yeah. this is the thing you made it you fire. Should, you should be doing, and um, and it and so. I mean, so every, um, but not, I didn't even know all the people. So I feel like I'm getting like. So like the, so you met with five people and sorry, I'm getting two of them you way. didn't know? One of them you didn't know? So one, I didn't even know what he looked like. I didn't know him at all. Really? And then one I'd met like a couple times, but I didn't like know personally. Um, so it's just really cool. Like I just, so I'd be like, Ben, so what's your story? Yeah. So what's your story, Ben? My story? Yeah, that's. Let's just start talking. Tell me. Let's let's do a session right now. See how it goes. We're in my house. Got a family inside. Uh, let's see. Grew up here. Uh, work in production. Let's see, that's that's what I got. Okay. So, so what? I mean, I feel like there's some different things. Like, so I have. I mean, as as a kid, what did you want to do? Like growing up, was I wanted always to play baseball for the Atlanta Braves. Always. Uh, yeah, I want to be the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. <laughs> How's that working out for you? <laughs> man, I, I was left-handed from the get-go, so it was no good, man. It was no good. Well, so I feel like I, I feel like everybody has, like, something that their soul wants to do here. And it can be as, like, it can be, like, specifically, like, music, or it can be, like, somebody who's like, I just want to tell good stories about people like I'm going to tell stories about ordinary people doing extraordinary things and like in and some you know another girl her um or this guy that I met with I didn't know like his whole thing was like just like and as soon as he started talking I was like your thing's community like he's like is like he just wants to build communities and so I think there's all these places like that we like that I just think each person's soul almost has like this song it wants to sing and when we're like lined in that space, so it doesn't have to be that's necessarily your job you're doing. Like you can be doing that on the side and then it fulfills this other place place for you. So but, are you tuning up the band to get the, the soul to sing a little bit? Is that, the, <laughs> is that the idea? Maybe soul to sing isn't the right thing, but I don't know. I just want to like lean into the space. What's your Enneagram? Do you know? I'm a seven. You are? What's yeah. that? Um, The fun one. I the, don't know. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a helper. Number two. Okay. Yeah. I think that's right. That's what it, that's what I keep testing as, you know, every time I do it. The uh somebody told me uh there was a uh what was it? A, a connector superpower or something like that in the the uh Malcolm Gladwell lore. Uh and that that's me. I identify as a two. Two. Please, yeah. But don't you have a wing too? Like, don't, aren't you closer to one than you are the other? I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not big on the enneagram thing. Yeah. Like, like you're supposed to. You're supposed to gravitate towards one side or the other of your of your um, number. Um, mine like, it would probably be a seven wing eight, but I'm a pretty true seven. Um, the fun one. The fun one. <laughs> the enthusiast, I think it is. Yeah. Um, sevens love sevens. So this there is you go. this is my thing. This is why my whole Instagram is photos of me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's interesting. I mean, to, you know, the thing that we were talking about with the intuitives that, that we talked to, like for them to be able to identify things in yourself that you already knew right. inherently, but you've never so done the, anything about. So the thing I keep hearing about you is very interesting because I don't know how this plays out, but I keep hearing he wants to be heard. Who? You. Me? Yes. Oh, man, I mean, I've got a podcast. But you're talking a podcast right now. So there's some, <laughs> <laughs> which just seems like. 
That's probably right. I mean, it, it checks out. <laughs> but you want your voice to be heard. So, but yeah. you also, you pursued acting too, right? Yeah, when I was a kid. So like there's some space in you that you want your voice to be heard. So yeah. you, maybe you have a, feel like you have a message that you want to share. Maybe. Like. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I'll totally buy that. No, that's the thing I just keep hearing about that you want to be heard. So I just feel like there's like some space that you like you have, you feel like you have a message to share with the world. And maybe that looks like whatever, uh, yeah. like this, which you're doing on the podcast, like you're yeah. filling that, that space in you. And I feel like since you've started this podcast, this is the area that you're lit up the most in. Yeah. Like you really oh, yeah. are, like you're super energized by it. You're super engaged here. Sure. Like, yeah. so, um, it's a lot. It's so a lot to of fill, fun. It's fulfilling that it's thing. Fulfilling. It's fulfilling that thing in you. I don't have to do it. Right. And and so like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily that like that you have to like leave this, leave your job and do something full time. Right. That. But like if you can like filter that desire that you have through like whatever you do. So even if it doesn't work, whatever, like there you have this desire to be heard. You have some message that needs to be shared. I don't like, know what it is. Well, I think I need some help identifying the message, Rebecca. I think you do know what it is. I don't. I don't, I don't think I do. I can't think of it off the top of Maybe my head Maybe it's not right a now. specific message. Maybe it's okay. just your voice needs to be heard. Like, okay. And, you know. And, Sounds like the asshole at the bar yelling at 2 o'clock in the no, morning. No, because the thing I love about you, Ben, is like you just are – You. it's actually the opposite, too. You hear people very well. Like, I mean, we've had off microphone. We've, we've had good conversations sure. like, at, you know, like – the freelancer party or whatever. Like yeah. I've sat down. That's the first time I talked to you about being in a cult, like, um, <laughs> or about my divorce or different things. So I think like you're super empathetic and you're super like yeah. good in those, good in those spaces. Try but, to be. But the thing I just keep hearing is like, he wants to be heard. So I oh, think man. there's some space, like, I mean, pursuing acting, doing this, like you have, you, you want your, you want to be heard. Some of you just. Yeah. The acting thing uh, though, turned into like behind the camera stuff, right? you know, and that became telling other people's stories or telling other stories that weren't necessarily mine. Right. So maybe that's part of it. Well, maybe like you had to do this because you were, because you had, sure. were behind the camera. So yeah. you just needed the space for your voice to be heard. I'll buy it. And uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I still don't have a reason. And you don't have to have it. a reason. Yeah. It's just, that's the thing that's, that's fulfilling something in you. So like part the, of it's like your thing of, of getting excited about other people and wanting to prop other people up too. And also just being, curious about other people's stories that's the that's the part of like listening and hearing too is that everybody has some pretty amazing stuff back there if you you know give them a chance to tell it so maybe that's it maybe maybe it's it, it's me providing my guests the thing that uh for them to be heard yeah, yeah. well it's like you I mean you really are good at both like you're really Thank you're you. a great interviewer and you're great at providing space for someone Thanks. else to to um which I mean, if you if you think of like Oprah, like the, her thing is, she she gives space for other people to tell their stories. Sure. So like it's just, um, but but she's the thing, you know. Yeah. So and that's like the the ego part of it that it's kind of tough to like get out of the way. You, don't you know, need not, to be not like, let it be about you, but let it be about somebody else. It's okay if it's about you though, because it's your thing. Like I know, your thing I, is I feel to like be, that's, to a, be heard. that's selfish. I feel for some reason I feel like that's a selfish way to approach things, and but, that might be a hang up I've got. But the, that's the thing with like, I've noticed like the thing that we like treasure the most, or the thing that we feel like is like our thing. It's actually there. A lot of times, the thing that's hardest for us hmm. to like 
be okay with. It's the hardest thing for, yeah, because the thing that up. comes like most natural to us is for some reason we don't value as much. We value the things we have to work really hard for, yeah. but like the things that come natural to us are like the reasons that we're here. Like they're our gifts. Yeah. And so like, and also like sometimes those like big dreams or desires that we have, we have a hard time like wanting to birth them or let them out into the world because we're like afraid, like if they, if they fail, then we won't have that dream anymore. But oh. so then we don't even want to like let it go a little bit to like let it out there and yeah, gotcha. and and be the thing. And so we just hold on to it and or downplay it or like you're saying, try to like not be ego about it. But like if it's your thing, man, be let it be your thing. Like just own it. Like it's yeah. it's who you are. So you don't need to feel bad about it. It's like really a gift to the world that you have. Yeah, there's just some kind of guilt with like a spotlight, like me, 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 me thing. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't. I, I I've always felt bad about. I don't know. Shining the light on other people to me is much more right. exciting. Well, I think we can feel, um, I think, you know, people can make us feel guilty about taking the spotlight or being center of attention or whatever. Yeah. And that can come from society, your parents, other kids in school, whatever. But, um, but don't feel bad about that. Like really, like somebody has to be in the spotlight. Somebody has to like, and, and, just the, what, what so, was it like when you were a kid though were you uh were you introverted kind of didn't want to be in the spotlight or, or were you more of the wanted to be the center of attention i was pretty quiet as a kid i was just in my head most of the time yeah so i feel like you're still kind of there now yeah like you 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 let it be known how you feel but i know it's like a duck <laughs> there's like a million miles an hour under the water i know that's oh, going on there's always like five things going on in my head. There's like a song playing in the background. <laughs> There's like something I'm trying to figure out over here. There's a conversation that I had with somebody else. And then like, you know, whatever the actual thought is. But you, but you so, didn't have the, the, uh, the everybody look at me thing going on. I don't think I did. I think I was pretty happy just to, um, but I feel like I have it more now. Yeah. Like I'm, I mean, you seem comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, like I said, I've, all my Instagram photos are basically of myself. People make fun of me. I'm like, I mean, my kids have their own Instagram. They can post their own photos. I don't know. <laughs> you can follow them if you want to see them. So is that weird? Do you get some pushback of like, look at this narcissist over oh, here just posting photos yeah. of herself all care. the time? I mean, it's, it's it's social media. What are we like? It's shameless self-promotion. What are you right? supposed to post on there? Like, yeah. Um, You know, I think it's. But that gets back into the like other other people very really uh, or practically impacting your, your life. You know, if you don't want to post that selfie because you worry that people. Yeah. And I think like, I'm, you know, I've really since leaving the cult, if we want to get back on that subject um, and all that stuff would have been super like, like you're saying, like you need to think about everybody else first, like loving yourself was wrong. And so like now I've been like the last few years really trying to just love myself. And what Mm -hmm. does that look like to love myself? And, what is it okay to like like myself? It's okay to like like the way I look. Like, is that okay? Like, yeah. like we almost as a society, like if you like the way you look, people are like. Shh. And then if Vanity. you don't like you like if you don't like the way you look, also yeah. that's bad. Like yeah. you have to kind of like no I pretend like you don't like the way more, you look. I think that's more uh, accepted now. Right is is being insecure and not and not being confident in your you know your yourself and your body and all that. It's like you get shamed for being. Yeah. Too happy or too proud right. of, of who you are. 
but you know, it's okay to, you know. And not that I'm like a hundred percent all the time feel great about myself. Cause I don't, I mean, I'm insecure a lot, but that doesn't mean I'm still not going to post selfies of myself. <laughs> do you think that you, uh, do you think that you overcorrected from being sheltered and not being able to love yourself? To loving yourself too much. <laughs> Can you love yourself too much? I don't think so. I think that that's just like a lie we've been fed. That like uh, that. I mean, I'm not harming anybody. If right. people don't want to see, it, they could just unfollow me. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. Does that? Do you get bummed out about that when people aren't digging what you're putting down? Don't I really, care. I don't like look at my. I mean, I don't have a lot of followers. I don't have like posting a, I don't. I mean, it just yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I wonder when you like break free from like this, from this feeling of, of not feeling like you're okay to show that you love yourself. Like once you're free of that, is there, is there a way that you can over index yeah. towards it? Well, so like I found this photo of me like at 20 at the beach and I'm in the cold and I have like a one piece on and like shorts and, you know, like 20, like, mm-hmm. but I have like a banging body and I'm like and this like little yeah, like shoulders you know up, like <laughs> feeling super insecure like shorts down my, you know whatever and then like I like look at this photo of me from last year like wearing like a string bikini at the beach or whatever and I'm like this is a, this is a, I like her like, better yeah I like, the new like girl. who cares like it's you know whatever but I don't know life's short so post it don't post it wear the bikini yeah. it it's just Enjoy. So, so what are you, what are you going to do? I feel like you've, you've, you've learned a lot from these, uh, intuitive types that have, that they've used their, uh, their audience or, or, or their clients to kind of be able to affect change in, in people. And it seems like you've kind of, you've kind of picked up on, on some of that. Yeah. I think so um, in this session we've had here. Yeah. I'm, Which I'm, I'm going to have to pay you I think for. we should bring Sam over to see what see what his thing is. Are you accidentally reading Sam in the room? <laughs> I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to tune into him in a minute. Um, what was the question? Oh, you, so feel I feel like, like I have like, I mean, I think everybody, maybe I said this last time too, like has intuitive abilities. It's just like learning to trust them or learning to tune into it. So I think I did already but I didn't know um didn't know how to use them or what that was like or how to trust it so I kind of went on this little bit of a journey of like interacting with different psychics and healers and things um more so as I look back now almost like this training I did for myself I'd go to somebody and like I would just like understand what they were doing without having them to have to explain it to me or whatever. I just started to like understand how to read energy and what that looks like. And I know when I say that, like that doesn't probably make a ton of sense, but sometimes I just vis- I like literally will see things in energy. Like I can see like if there's two people sitting next to me to each other. I can like almost see like yeah. how their energy is. Is uh, do, you, do you think some of it's learned? Like you, you see these kinds of column auras or are like energy archetypes kind of uh-huh. play out. And then you just kind of reference back and say, oh, this is this kind of person or this this person has these tendencies. Probably. Or but, do you think it's um, uh, nature versus nurture? Like not necessarily you you learned this I mean, type because you're putting people in boxes at that point, too. Yeah. Mostly I think I just pick up what the person standing in front of me. Like I'll just either hear something or see something. 
And sometimes I won't exactly even know what that means. But, um, and I'm not like, I don't go around like reading everybody. Usually right. it's just, and it's usually just some kind of helpful information that comes out or yeah. whatever. I'm not like, I couldn't like tell you like your future or tell, you know, like it's not, um, or give you a tarot reading. Like I couldn't do any of that. I mean, sure. maybe I could, I don't know. You that's not, my, that's on, not my desire. Right. But I energy can, cues. Yeah. Or I can, um, sometimes see like, um, so the guy that I was talking about that his thing was community the musician or the commu- community um, guy. Yeah. So this is a guy that I had never met before and he sits down and he starts talking and <clears throat> he says, he's telling me something. He's telling me a story and he says community. And Susie says the word community, like it like hits me. And Just keeps, keeps like shocking you. Yeah. Every like time hits he me in the space. And I'm like, so then he says something and I'm like, well, he's like telling me all these different communities have been, been in. And um, I'm like, well, what's your, community now and he's like well just my wife and my kids and and i'm like well you don't have like one you don't have another one outside of that and so anyways another what another community community. outside of the family like and so and then i kept seeing him almost with like one arm because he was like he wasn't investing in community he didn't have this part of this community i'm like this is just who you are so if you don't have like a what do you mean one arm was like I just saw him, like, it was almost like without being in a community, like, I saw this visual of him without being in community, like, he was, like... Like, half his body didn't work? Like, he was, like, without a limb, because it was, gotcha. like, because a part of a part of who he was wasn't happening. Gotcha. And so, who he is, is, like, building communities and doing mm-hmm. this thing, but because after he started having kids, he invested all his time into that, and he was no longer investing in building communities. So, um and he felt guilty about like how much he, like he felt it's so weird that we feel guilty about the thing that we're like we love. But so he felt guilty about like how much time in his life he had spent into investing communities and how he felt like maybe it was he's like loved it too much and it was this thing. So he like almost was like sacrificing it to yeah. um, to take care of his family. But like the thing that I saw when I was looking at him uh, was this is actually hurting you because because you're not being fulfilled in the space and you're not like doing what you who you are like it's it's making start talking in in, 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 <laughs> in energy in energy again so it's mm-hmm. like he was like almost like contorted in this way because he wasn't like a whole person yeah. because he wasn't doing the thing he was supposed to do so it was like little things i was like well let's just lean into that space and like how can you like create a community like one night a week start a thing and so he was like super excited and like left and put something on the calendar but um and i think that will flow into other parts of his life so maybe it will build into something he gets paid for i don't know but like so what do these folks that you met up with think like i this woman i don't know just took me out to lunch or dinner or whatever coffee (laughs) just found him on twitter on tinder That works too. I'm just joking. <laughs> and 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 then now you know I I just got an hour and a half like therapy. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, what does that do for their? Somebody psyche? started crying during it. She was like, I feel like she was like something's happening, and then she's like, I feel like I've been like rebirthed, um, and like laughed and like told her friends, wanted to. So, I mean, everybody I feel like I met with has texted me afterwards. I've been super excited about it and been or done steps to like to move things forward in the, and whatever their thing was, you know? So I don't know what's happening. I don't know what this is going to turn like into. A, a I don't key know. It's that's unlocking a bunch of people's. It's really, really fun. Yeah. 
And like, I get super Instinct. excited about it. Yeah. Like just to like really just reminding people, like being a mirror, be like, Hey, remember this person? Yeah. You forgot them. Like, and it happened to be like all the people that, that I met with were in either places where they felt stuck or like they need, were in some transition place or they needed to. Or don't feel heard. Yeah. Don't feel heard. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, and so is this a problem in your marriage also? No. Do we want to talk about this? No, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah hears me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> she, she doesn't like it, but she, but she listens. She makes sure you're. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're just like, never mind. Um, so what was I saying? But I don't, I don't know. So I'm like, I don't know what this is, but my whole thing is just telling people like, let's lean into that space a little bit and just see what happens. And the universe will like open up for you. Like somebody, um, I don't want to say that on somebody we all know, so I'm not yeah. going to talk about it. Okay. But, but like, you know, they got a meeting with somebody after this, after the meeting, because I was like, just lean into the space and just, just, and then. Like they, something good career wise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I don't, so for myself, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just leaning in a little bit and be like, this feels really good. And like all last week I was like so lit up in the space that I hadn't been in a long time because I'm like using the thing that I'm good at like this thing where I can like see people and like be a mirror for them and get super excited about them being in space and being this cheerleader like this is why you're here you should go and do it like super excited you know have any of them called you back and said hey can we have can we can we do that again that was really helpful um I've gotten text messages from multiple of them asking me like the next step or like hey I'm now now the guy that's in Nashville he's like I'm running out of money now what am I supposed to do I'm like ah not a life coach. I'm just doing this is the first step. <laughs> but so, I mean, do you have any thoughts for me? Like, I don't, can this be a thing? I don't oh. know if I can get paid for this or not, but it feels like it's super exciting that it's like, yeah. um, at least a fun. Why, I mean, why not? I don't, I don't think you, you need to be, you know, you don't need to have any letters after your name to, to just give people just good psychic. advice. <laughs> psychic. P-S-Y. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no, you sure. I mean, I think if people if if people genuinely value what you're putting down, then they're going to buy it, right? And come back. Of course, it's we're no longer in you know it's, it's a meritocracy out here. It's like what what works. I'll I'll go towards it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you should do it. Yeah, I don't know what doing it is, but right now I'm just well, keep meeting with people. A neon sign right up there. <laughs> I believe you're just reading five dollars. <laughs> just come have a conversation with me. Have coffee with me. Um, I think you should do it. Yeah, so I definitely think you. I should have do a couple it. people this week. I'm gonna meet with too, like because because other people have said I want you to meet with my friend so and so. Want you so. I think I think what people want more than anything is to be happy. And I think that people don't give themselves, in a lot of cases, permission to be happy, but also people aren't necessarily willing to do the work. And like you look at, you know, BetterHelp, for instance, is an online uh, therapy resource right. that's come up for people. And COVID, it's like through the roof. People are sure. doing it like crazy. And and I, I forget what they're, what they're, they're selling happiness is ultimately what they're selling. And- People, people want it. People seek it. People that aren't happy will crave it. They don't think they deserve it. And it's a lot of hard work and it takes kind of both of those pieces, I think, 
And then once, once that's in there, then it's sustainability and sustaining it. I think you got it. I think that's probably what people see in you that they probably envy, maybe even resent you for, but also see as something that they wish that they themselves had. And that if you could glean a little bit, it would, it'd help them. Well, yeah. And I I want like, I mean, just think how like our world would be if everybody was doing the thing that fulfills their soul. Like it feels good. Like just, just be a better place. Yeah, it would be. So what is it? I mean, is it, is it money? Is that, is it work? Is that what, what keeps people from, from doing it? Is um, it what, what, keep, what keeps people, what keeps people, uh, bathing in the ease of misery? I think we're told that it has to be harder than it is. Like, I think we're told, like, I mean, told by just, I don't know, society or whatever, like this collective thing that there's like a certain way things need to play out. You go to school, you do this, you do this, you do this, this, and then you get this. And then like more and more people are doing, like following the thing, it just doesn't feel good. It just isn't the thing they wanted. Or they create this whole like life and they're like, I don't, it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel right. And so um, I think it's just like the thing we talked about at the beginning is like listening to ourselves. And so like if early on we could listen to ourselves and who we are, I think we're like, we're already equipped to do the thing we're here to do. Like we're just born equipped to do the thing we're here to do. And so we don't need any like necessarily like extra training. You, you, you disagree? No, I just think it's interesting that we fall against our nature. Like, yeah. We, I mean, we really, we prize the things that are like hard that we have yourself. to work hard for. Like, right. Like, don't you prize the thing, like the things you have to work really hard for the things yes. you prize and the things yes. that come naturally and easy for you. Like yeah. we just, we don't, we don't, we don't look at those things right. or the things that like, I mean, the girl that wants to like tell stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, like you'd be like, well, that seems like so, I mean, that's a very specific thing, but also like that can show up in multiple ways, you know? So, um, so you, but you might just want to overlook that and like not even think that's a thing, but there's a reason that she has a desire to do that. There's a reason that that's like written on her. There's a reason that like that wants to come out. And yeah, it's so interesting that we strive for those things that we don't have or that we don't have mastery right. of. And those are the things that we value as important to us when we can achieve a, right. achieve them. But the the things that are that are super easy and come naturally to us that are probably great things and that other people wish they could right. do in a big way and they can't right. and they never will be able to. But you can do it with ease because it's your thing. Yeah, because it's your thing. And, but it's a throwaway right. for you because. But I feel I got, like that's, I, got that. I feel like that actually like more and more that that will be the space that we find success in. Like when we just like lean into the thing that is um and not just the thing that's just like easy to us, but also the thing that like lights us up. You know, it's like mm-hmm. usually like it's it's it goes hand in hand, but we just so often just discount it and are like, okay, well that's just so easy. It can't be the thing, it can't be that easy. And so like I just feel like I mean, the thing I keep seeing over and over again this week is like whenever people have leaned into that space, I mean, it's crazy the stuff that's happening in one week. Like the universe has just opened up for them, like just immediately like, all right, you want to do this? Here's your interview. You want to do this? Like, and so, um, I mean, I guess I'm in this testing space also to see how this goes. You should. But I feel super 
excited about it. I feel super excited like to see um, other people like just lean into that, be happy, feel the thing, like stop having to strive so hard to feel the thing somewhere else when it's never going to, you're not never going to like, not saying you can't ever feel happy outside of that because you can, but I just think there's a certain space like that you're lit up when you're doing the thing that your soul wants to do. Do you think that we have this almost like masochistic tendency to not want to let ourselves be that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you think that's in innate in in every in every person? And what the hell kind of what what kind of you know terrible fortune is that? You know that yeah. that we all kind of fight against what comes easiest and makes us happiest. Happy. I know. It's like we really just don't want to be happy. It's very bizarre that we push against it. And but I think we don't have a lot of examples of that. And so that's why it's hard for us to to do it. Like if us kids, that's the examples we had, then we would fall into those spaces easier. Yeah. But when that's not like the world we're seeing. It's what I meant with the beginner's mind earlier. Like my kids do what makes them happy right. at that moment. They don't yeah. feel bad about it. They don't feel guilty about anything. They do what makes them feel good. And it works good then. pretty and well for them. <laughs> it's awesome. And then we get into this space. I don't know when it happens, you know, teenagers, puberty maybe. You know, we, we start to feel guilty yeah. about being happy or fulfilled. Or that we should always be doing something more, like instead of being like, like it's never enough, you yeah. know? So we're always adding more things and need more areas to be good at, more space to, and a lot of times we're trying to like follow the path that someone else has already done. So someone else has already done this path. So we're like, oh, we should follow that path too. That worked. But I'll I just think that. like that's their path. This is your path. This is, you know, everybody has like their own separate path. So um, the more and more we learn to like listen to ourselves and like what's the next step and what's the path and what's the thing I really want and what does that look like? And like trusting like the thing you want or the thing you want to show up. Like maybe you want to have a business, but you don't want to post on social media. Like you should trust that that can happen. Like because if you're like, you don't want to do yeah. it, then it's like, there's probably a reason that's like, it's not, that it doesn't have to happen that way. It's so weird to me that we feel that we're predisposed to like square peg round holding, you know, we our are whole so life. So <laughs> trying to fit into every, like, and, 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 and maybe I'm sure it's all, I guess it's always been like this, but now we see it even more like with social media. So we see it like a trend happens and then everybody starts doing the trend, you yeah. know, or the like, yeah. I mean, that's basically what TikTok is, right? Somebody does a dance and then everybody does the dance. Yeah. And then um, I'm not actually and then on all TikTok. So, 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 yeah. Well, you're missing an opportunity. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll get on there after this. <laughs> um, what, else yeah. have, what else do you have uh, coming up that is, that's exciting you? Hmm. So I, I do really love doing development with pop fizz. Um, yeah. I think it's like, what's that? Tell us what that is. I mean, I know what it is. I think. Yeah. You work there. So, <laughs> um, so I guess historically pop fizz has mostly done, um, created content that you've been hired to do. Sure. And so the commercial work, right. Commercial yeah. work, you know, like whatever, like people, sometimes just, we need this agency stuff. We need this commercial. We need this video. We need this, whatever, you know, or, um, and, 
with the development team, so there's four of us on there, we're basically trying to create our own content and get it out into the world and mm-hmm. get um, shows on TV. And um, my, I love it. I love like trying to come up with ideas. I love like looking into that space. I think even in that space, I mean, one, I'm the only girl on the team, but like also I think I just function in a way that like the way I want to look at it, it's like I can read the energy behind this, yeah. <laughs> behind this show and like. And, read the and, impact that it's going to have. Yeah. And I can feel like this one, like, just certain things will feel good, you know, whatever. Um, So, but, you know, it's kind of hard to break into those spaces too. um, Yeah, it's super crowded. um, And it's legacy too. Like the people that have been doing it have been doing it forever, especially with linear broadcast stuff. And it's an interesting year because like so much content is being consumed, but also production is harder. So like in places that the networks are, like New York and LA, a lot of, like productions shut down completely. So a lot of networks are not even wanting to buy a lot of stuff. I mean, or buy stuff that would be hard to shoot during COVID. COVID, Right. So they're licensing stuff. Yeah. In a lot of cases, Yeah. they're taking stuff from Europe. They're getting stuff that succeeded elsewhere and licensing it for American audiences, repackaging. Right. Or like doing stuff like, um, like box of crazy that goes. Yeah. um, Which can all be done remotely. right, Right. That you can shoot in a like COVID safe, safe way. Um, and people, people's threshold, sorry to cut you off. People's threshold for taking in that kind of content, even on a television is, is much higher now that they're willing to watch a zoom and, and say that's television instead of watching a million dollar episode, you know, of CSI Miami or whatever it is, you know, that the threshold of, of quality has met zoom at some point in this, you know, digital, what's, what's, kind of stood for uh, what's kind of been doable on digital is now kind of acceptable on broadcast too. Yeah. And I think like, I I don't want to be reminded about COVID when I'm watching TV. Like I don't mm. want to see like Zoom shows or I don't even want to see people wear masks on commercials. I mean, unless so, it's a ma- commercial to wear masks, right. but like, I don't want to. Um, That's why I have done the, uh, continue to do the podcast in person and right. just gone to extra lengths to make it safe, right. six feet apart, plexiglass and all that is because when I listen to a phone conversation between two people on a podcast that uh, two years ago when I listened to it was people talking face to face, it reminds me immediately that I'm in the era, right. you know, where they don't feel where they don't feel comfortable being in the same room together. And so it almost is that it, it, it's nice to, to, to be to pulled feel, out of it for love. I mean, that's why yeah. we watch TV, right? To not right? be pulled into it. Yeah, we watch TV mostly to escape reality. Yeah. And so... It's an escapism behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I think we all need I think those. so, too. I mean, it's why, I mean, why the whole industry is here. Yeah. Um, so, that's basically it. Um, I, let's talk about Charlie's comment about... Um, cult prone? About me being cult prone. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I kind of... I wanted to get a t-shirt, but I didn't have enough time that said cult prone on it. Yeah. And, so, uh, Charlie Debevoise was here a few weeks ago. And uh, we... You know, I, I forget. He mentioned a tantric sex cult. And I was like, do you know Rebecca Ridner? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, was she in a tantric sex cult? It's like, he was a regular cult. Oh. Uh, it would be said, so much more interesting if I had been in a tantric sex cult. I'm though. sorry I'm like, it was I'm, a, like, I'm sorry it was a regular I cult. I know. It was just oppressive for women cult. <laughs> oppressive for women <laughs> yeah. cult? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Is there like some lines blurred there? Like, Because I, I can imagine that people that are in that still uh, would never call it that. 
but you being out of it do. Oh. So it has to bleed over to where it, it it's I'm, real I'm life sure for a lot of people. I'm sure me talking about it. Um, so it was interesting. Like, I, so let's I talk about that. I had hundreds of people reach out to me yeah. that were like, thank you. Yeah. I had a bunch of people who reached out to me, people I knew or didn't know, that sharing their own story. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, the thing people just want to be heard. And yeah. so, like, it gave people a space to, um, and so some people that had been in that, um, been there. And I'm sure people that are still there, like if they heard it or heard about it are probably offended or offended by that word, um, which is fine. This is my experience. That's their experience. Um, uh, but then I had people that aren't there anymore. A lot of them that re- that reached out were like, Hey, thanks for sharing that and sharing it in a way that I feel like I shared it. That wasn't like too, um, you gave your experience, you gave my experience without being, and- you know, too aggressive. So, but I think it was, it was healing for me too. Like, I feel like the, really? being able to do that. Um, you hit me up the next day and you weren't sure. Oh, I definitely felt like I, uh, what did I call it? Um, vulnerability uh, hangover. I had a vulnerability hangover, yes. That's what you said. So, um, but I was so glad. I mean, I wasn't prepared at all to share that when I sat down. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you said, I've had people talk about it. You've had people talk about it. People say that it was helpful for them or healing. So I'm super glad to be able to share it. Um, I feel almost weirdly removed from that time now. Now I'm just into like other weird stuff. Yeah, so seemed like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. I guess we kind of all live like different lifetimes within our life. And so that was like one one of my lifetimes in this life. Well, and, and you fortunately got to live that. I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, it happened when you were young. Yeah. And so you, you very you, impressionable. <laughs> but you got into a second act pretty quick, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah. But Charlie, yeah. So Charlie and uh, Cult prone. Yeah. Call, call, called me cult prone. He said, <laughs> I love Rebecca, but she's cult prone. He said, She, yep. I see it. Cult prone. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe these psychics, maybe they're pulling, maybe my psychic friend to New York has another cult for me to join. Would you do it? I think I'm pretty leery now about having anybody outside of myself tell me what to do. Like, that's See, I why think I, that is part of what some people might see as an overcorrection. That oh, is really the probably best thing you got out of oh, that. Oh, I definitely overcorrect in that way. I have a really hard time letting people help me now. Really? Or like give me input or like anything because I'm so, so there's a lot of like spaces in that, that I guess I probably, um, I mean, for a, my mantra for a while was don't tell me what to do. Like, don't tell me what to do. That, that was probably a healing thing. Yeah. I mean, in my marriage, it probably wasn't super helpful, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all that Zyrtec you were talking All the Zyrtec. <laughs> don't I talked about that just the other day. I was like looking for some allergy medicine and I was like, can't take, can't take Zyrtex. It makes me going to get divorced. But then I'm right here. So here we are. Um, yeah. Oh, so, well, I guess another thing that I, I don't know how much time we have left, but like, so Charlie, I know him and his wife, Celia, because I helped decorate their house. Oh, cool. So I'm actually like, also, I'm trying to like, you know, with, production being low and whatever, trying to figure out different things to do. So I'm starting to do some more design. Getting back in. Design work again. Yeah. Good. Um, Going to put that out into the world. You have the best style. Thank you. It's legit. Well, thanks. I feel like um, for me, I think like, I mean, a designer can like come in and make their house look like them. And I really like to come in and make someone's house feel like like you. Like you're, it should be like a reflection of your soul. But like a, 
curated elevated space, but yeah. like it should like come in and make you feel happy. Yeah. It should be the photo on the wall that makes you feel good, the painting that makes you feel sure. good. The stuff you can spend time around, but it also feels you also feel grateful to have it. Right. You also feel like it's a little bit outside of right. you. Right. Well, you know, like just like feel like it should still feel like you and not like feel like the designer that did it. I mean, that's yeah. that. I mean, from my perspective, that I mean, it should feel different like people you, have you different design yourself, things. But you should also be grateful to have it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel when, I, when like, good design. Somebody happens. helped you, and it looks yes. really good and curated and whatever. But like, and it did feels it way go, better than I could. But have. it feels so good when you walk in because it feels like I don't know. I just think that it should like reflect your soul. Your house should reflect your soul. So, which is an interesting thing to Wait, do. Maybe that's what you're doing. Maybe you just got five new interior design clients with your coffee dates last okay. week. <laughs> so I have this. So I have this show idea. <laughs> It's called design therapy. I thought it was called coffee and a makeover. Coffee and a makeover. <laughs> yes. No, for real. I have it. Just, I mean, I don't know if I should be talking about this because it's just on paper right now. But um, so basically, like a designer who also like helps you in this like therapy space. And so like if there's like two people moving in together, you like help them. Um, sure. Like work through those those spaces and stuff because like my favorite part is the talking to someone, like understanding them, understanding what they love, understanding that space. So. Um, if I can combine those two loves, that makes sense. That, the pre-pro. I don't part know of it. that. I don't know that people are going to like um, hire me to do design therapy. I feel like if I put an ad out for that, people would be like, what? "What? I think the, it's got a ring to that? it." I think it's. I mean, Marie Kondo. I mean, had a good moment. Yeah. You know, by making people's lives better while you know making, cleaning them tight, up a little tidying bit. things up. Sure, design therapy sounds great, and yeah. I think the public is ripe for it. Right now, <laughs> everybody needs some therapy. They're like a yeah. therapist and a decorator at once. <laughs> Designer, like that's You're crazy. Sign not me to. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rebecca. Yes. One more year. You're gonna come back <laughs> if you'll have me back. Was this have good? You? Is this okay? It's great. It's exactly right. <laughs> I'll probably be even more weird next year. It'd be amazing. I'm probably gonna pay you for the be therapy a, session. Be another cult. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. All right. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Right. How was it, guys? Did you enjoy it? I think I did. I know I did. It was great. I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for taking care of us. Thanks, Rebecca, for being here. You guys be sure to check out our Instagram at South of Scruffy. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash South of Scruffy. Support us there. Help us keep the lights on. And uh, go support those sponsors that we uh, talked about at the head, River Dog Bakery and Cosmetic CBD. Thanks for being here, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Matt Honkinen, play me out. 